This podcast is brought to you by First Steps NZ. We're about health and well-being for business. Where do business leaders begin when it comes to looking after their mental health? How they understand what the pressure and stress is doing to their body? Who to talk to about it and how they recover? All the while keeping their business going strong. Welcome to the Leadership and Mental Wellbeing Podcast with Michael Barnett and First Steps. Each week bringing you real and in-depth insight into the mental health of New Zealand's business leaders. Hi, I'm Michael Barnett and this is First Steps. With me today is Kirsten Taylor from Sleep Drops. Kirsten, welcome. Hi Michael, thanks for having me. Kirsten, when we spoke last, we talked about stress. Is stress only a bad thing or can it actually be good? Oh, it can definitely be good. Absolutely. Imbalance. Stress is what motivates us. It gets us up in the morning. It gives us the energy to to fight up another fight and make the most out of our day. It also motivates us and pushes us towards our dreams and our goals and ambitions. But if it's out of balance, then it can be negative because it can not only impact on our mind and cause anxiety or over-worrying, but it can also have physiological or physical repercussions in the body, such as like high blood pressure or midsection weight gain, says the business owner surviving COVID. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, all of those things can be a negative if we don't keep it in check. So for a business person, what are the most likely causes of bad stress? Well, business people are people, so they get affected by family responsibilities, um, anything that is taking additional time out of our day. But as a business person, on top of that, we worry about our team, we worry about our people, whether we can keep them employed during COVID and shutdowns and all of those sorts of things, financial stress. A lot of business owners are facing cash flow worries, and it's hard to turn off the mind when you're worried about juggling payments and making things work. So if I am stressed, what are the most likely signs for me Mm. and for others? Look, I mean, we can have elevated blood pressure for quite some time and not even know about it because we just keep going. But if a person starts to feel like their heart is racing or they can just feel like they're going too fast, then that is a sign that they need to be aware of and pay attention and go to their doctor and get their blood pressure checked. But to be honest, the most common thing that people say to us is that they just realise they've been a bit of a jerk. They've lost their patience. They're not being their authentic self. They're not laughing as much or they're not as joyful and they're a little bit more irritable and maybe a little bit quick on the horn with the old road road rage. So just they've just noticed that they're not themselves and that they're not happy anymore. So that emotional outburst is obviously one, and I think you said before, you know, there's times when we should just stop and breathe a little bit, so I think I I, I might be thinking of taking that as as some advice, but um, you touched on alcohol, so I'm going to say the emotional outburst, that's one sign. The resorting to alcohol, more than, you know, a glass of wine if it gets to two or three, Is that another sign? Definitely. People have been saying for the last couple of years in particular when they ring up our team to get sleep advice that they're they're finding themselves walking straight in the door and pouring a drink. Ordinarily they wouldn't have done that, but they are relying on it more as a relaxant. 
And again, like you say, one is okay with dinner, but if it starts to get to two or three or you're noticing the recycled bin is full at the end of the week, then there might be something that you can look at as a sign. And is that a behavioural change? So in order for me to address that, you know, the emotional outbursts, if, if I know I can take a breath and just shut my mouth, um, you know, that's... Counter 20. Counter doing any of those things. But, um, you know, for some of those things like avoidance or alcohol, um, I think knowing the signs is one thing, but having a plan to change them. Yeah, absolutely. We say to people, rather than going home and expecting yourself to do nothing instead of pouring a glass of wine, go to the supermarket or your local boutique um, wine store, but buy yourself a selection of really fancy sodas, all different flavours or something, mm -hmm. so that you can st still have that, the ritualistic action of pouring the drink and having the ice cubes clinking or whatever, but don't have the alcohol in there, or buy non-alcoholic beverages instead. So that way you can, you can trick your mind into believing that you're getting the relaxation. But look, as a herbalist, I have to say, I think having a selection of herbal teas in the cupboard is a really good idea. You know, not, not, not just boring old chamomile, which is amazing, by the way, but have all different flavours so that you can, you can give yourself something else to do that's good for you. So the reality is, if, if I'm going to change, it's a case of recognising perhaps the ritual that I've got into and changing the ritual. Yeah, the easiest way to stop doing something is to start doing something else. That way there's not a grief process involved. Like often if people are trying to give up smoking because they use that as a stress response, they worry about the giving up and the grief that they'll have to go through. Instead, switch it to giving yourself something new and extra to do so you can trick your brain into being excited about the new habit rather than grieving the old habit. And my final point is, is, is going to go back to our last conversation, but it is talking about the, you know, the sleep and the sleep habit and the importance of sleep as a counter to stress. For those insomniacs, for those whose cortisol is spiking and they're getting irregular sleep and it's impacting on their relationships and on their jobs, what would your best advice be for them? There's lots of really great things that you can do, but I think writing down a gratitude journal of things that you've enjoyed, that you've been proud of, or that you've successfully managed during the day, and creating a list of things that you know you have to take care of tomorrow, so that you can say to your brain, it's okay, I've written it down, that's under control, now I can forget about it and get a good night's sleep. I think that's a really powerful tool for people. Also learning how to deep breathe, if you can get your body slow enough that you're breathing out for the count of 11 and in for the count of 9, you can actually switch yourself into parasympathetic dominance, which is relaxation, and then you can drift off, drift off to sleep naturally. So it's very simple. You just slowly, slowly extend your in and out breath until you're counting to out for 11 and in for 9, and then switch. Relaxation kicks in. Kirsten, some great advice. I also have to say, visit our website, look at the resources. There's some great resources from Kirsten there. I'm sure they'll help you with stress. They'll certainly help you sleep. Kirsten, thanks for joining me. Thank you, Michael. Subscribe to make sure you don't miss out on our weekly podcasts. And make sure to check out the firststeps.nz website for more tools, blogs and resources. Business leaders, change the things you can.